podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. So as we continue then our journey of easing the restrictions that have been in place due to, of course, coronavirus, the word that remains to be on everybody's uh, tongue, everybody's lips at the moment is progress. And we've been looking for the past few weeks what this means to us, for us as Christians. What is progress in my faith? What is progress in my day-to-day living as a Christian? How do I progress? And I think also the why comes into play when we think of progress. Why perhaps do I need to progress? What's the steps and how do I go about it? We've been in Philippians over the the last two weeks, but um, this afternoon we're going to move to 2 Corinthians. It's still Paul who's writing, who's doing the teaching for us. Uh, But this time his letter was to the church in Corinth, hence the name Corinthians. The thought process then this afternoon is the the truth versus your day. Um, So let me just say that again, that the idea or the thought process is the truth versus your day. So what's the truth that we know and see in the word and then as they're seemingly at battle what your day-to-day looks like so the truth in the word and what every day seems to to have in store for us so in 2 corinthians chapter 4 verse 7 through 18 uh, where we're going to read from paul is off the back of explaining who we are as Christians in Jesus, who we are in him. And and we're now, as the church, as believers in Christ, we're in this new covenant. And all that means is a promise between God and man that as we have accepted Christ as saviour, we're then saved from sin and its curse the truth is that, um, that we will still die, that this shell will still go. But the bit that makes up me, because I've accepted Christ as Saviour then, has been set free in Christ and through his blood. And then we have a righteousness in Christ because of Christ. And that enables us to come into the presence of a holy God. Now, that all sounds really complicated, but it's so simple. Essentially, Jesus, who took my place on the cross, he stretched out his arms for me and made a way where there wasn't a way so that I could go from death to life. And I can only do that through Christ on the cross. So Paul then begins in chapter four with, as you see in uh, the word, therefore, and we always as a church ask what the therefore is, therefore, And he's saying, because of this truth then, um, because of what we know, then we're going to press on and we're going to share this good news, this gospel news about Jesus Christ. So that more might see and accept him as their Lord and Saviour and receive life too. 
So allow me, if you will, to just read 7 through 18 of of 2 Corinthians chapter 4. It says this, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that this life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. It is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak, because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. All this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, do not lose harm. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For your light momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Let's just pray. Lord, we just ask as we look now into your word that you would just speak into our hearts, that, Father, we might just um, have that fertile ground that's ready to receive, and that, Father, as we do that, that, Father, it might take hold, it might take root, and it might grow into our lives. And, Father, it would help us to grow in maturity as we walk on with you. We just thank you for your goodness And we thank you for your word. Bless it too as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So Paul begins in verse 7. He says, look, we have the gospel. And the gospel, as we already know, is simply the good news about Jesus Christ. The good news that we can have life and life eternal through him. Life itself. But we carry it within us. And the truth is, and you might be different, but I'm going to hold my hands up here and say, I I am, as I've worked out over the past few weeks, quite fragile. Um, If if I'm not careful, this can drop to pieces. You've all seen how bad it can get, yeah? Um, But the truth is that we are quite fragile. And, and, And we're not always, on the outside, the prettiest that we can be. What comes out of here to... And as we, as we see that then, we can understand what Paul's now trying to say, that the outside, the, the jar of clay is not particularly very aesthetically pleasing. doesn't look great, but what's inside is the treasure. You with me? So as Paul tells us here that we have treasures in jars of clay, that the truth is that we have life inside of us and, and it, it's, it's a treasure within us that we are able to share. Oh, don't look at this, but understand that I have received the gospel, the good news about Jesus Christ. And you too, I'm sure, if you uh, can testify this morning, can say that you're in the same position, that we are able to share the good news about Christ 
What's inside can be an absolute blessing to those around about us because we are sharing life as we tell people about Jesus Christ. It can be and is of great beauty and value. And in verse 8 and verse 9, as, as Paul goes on, he, we see some reality of sharing the good news, sharing the gospel, sharing about Jesus Christ, of living day-to-day -day church in a world that doesn't want to know God. And the truth is, the reality is, it's not always pretty. Have a listen, verse 8. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. The reality is that it's not an easy ride. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Living for God, sharing the gospel, navigating life as we've already seen over the last few weeks isn't always easy. Progress isn't easy. But watch this. You have to go back to verse 7 and, and now we're going to view them in the whole. We have this treasure, life, the gospel, our salvation, then our promise, our guarantee of our inheritance of eternal life with God. How? Well, because of God's love for us, because of Jesus, who is God in flesh. So we have this. So now, when you see them as a whole with verse 7 through 9, we realise that truth uh, precedes the day-to-day. -day. Now, let me just explain. You see, truth precedes the day-to-day, -day, the day-to-day -day struggle. When we cling to the truth then, we're able to keep progressing. Listen, let me explain. We are, as Paul tells us here, we are hard-pressed on every side, listen, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Do you see it? When Paul says in Philippians 4.13, he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, when you read that and you understand what he's saying here, he means all things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that even means the grind of the day to day. That even means getting into the normality again of what we're looking into over the coming weeks and months as restrictions are eased. The reality then is that we can do all things through Christ, even the grind of Monday through Friday. We can do all things. We often equate Philippians 4.13 to, uh, to, to achieving the absolute impossible. And that's right. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that at all. But what about if it also means on the day to day, when I'm just waking up and it's Monday morning and you know the same feeling, you're like, I just don't want to. I just, if I don't, I don't want to. But the Bible says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And the truth then that I have in mind precedes the reality of the day to day. So I know the truth. I know that God is with me. I know that I can step because I can do all things through Christ. The truth is here and it's lived out here. And we can step. We can continue to progress. I think we have to always think of Philippians 4.13 in those moments as well. Sometimes getting to the end of a shift at work 
is the impossible. Sometimes having a conversation with somebody about things that are going off in your life is the impossible. Sometimes dealing with the loss of maybe a friendship or even the loss of a loved one through sickness or disease, these are the things that are the impossible and we just need to get through the next 24 hours. And God says to us this afternoon, my truth precedes your reality. My truth precedes your reality. Sometimes we have to go through the valley to get to the mountaintop. We have to tread the path in order to get to the peak. We have to live through the struggle. We have to fight the battle and learn the lessons that God is able to teach us through those times. You see, the truth is that he could have just given the shepherd boy David the crown and said, here, you're king of Israel. But instead, David had to be left out in the field, not even selected as one of the the lads that could possibly be the next king, just left out in the field. David had to suffer that and understand what that felt like and know how hard that was. And then, of course, if that wasn't enough, David also had to come up against a giant that was twice his size and defeat him with just a sling and a stone when the giant was coming at him with a, 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 a sword and a spear that was bigger than him. And then if that wasn't enough, David had to, to, to fight the battle in, in all different ways against a, a king who he was going to, to replace who wanted his life. And the truth is then this morning, if we start to understand that, that David, even though through all that struggle, he was still making progress to the place where God had got him placed. You see, even through all the struggle, he was making progress as God was calling him to. And that's just it, you see. It's progress through the process. Now, I know that sounds a little bit cliche, but but listen to it because that helps us to step to tomorrow, that it's progress through the process. Listen to verse 16. Therefore, uh, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. You see, I can then lean into that. God is renewing my energy, our energy, our vigour, our desire, if we focus on him, if we lean in on him and on truth, then the truth is, who can be against us? Romans 8 verse 31, again, Paul says, if God is for us, who can be against us? With a question mark. And I'll answer for you if you're unsure. The truth is, in Christ, no one. Nothing can be against us. And when we view verse 17 then, it makes a huge difference. He said, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. You see, now he's saying it's not making light of the realities that we face on our day to day. But what it is doing is enabling us to see that we can view things in such a position that it's process. 
But church, it will not stop our progress. Amen. It's process, but it will not stop our progress. And verse 18 then, as Paul closes this little section, he says, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Now the question then for us this morning, uh, this afternoon, sorry, is where are you looking? Where is your gaze fixed today? You see, you might find yourself looking in all sorts of places, but the word is really clear. We're to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter, the author and finisher of our faith in Hebrews 12. And then what we need to do is we need to grasp church that we have to look to him at all times. There's a fantastic song, Psalm 121, and it says this, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. He, indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that we can, uh, we can continue as your church, Father, as people who know and love you, to progress through the process of life. And we just pray, Lord, that you'll help us this morning for this word, Father, this afternoon, that there's the word has settled on our hearts, that, Lord, it might help us to just grow, that, Lord, it might help us to find ourselves in a position where we're stepping into what you've called us to. Father, we're not afraid of what tomorrow brings, but, Lord, we know that you're already there. So, Father, we ask that you would just help us and strengthen us. And again, Lord, we just thank you for all that you're doing for us. Continue to, to keep us safe, Lord, and bless as we ask. All of these things we bring before you in the name of our precious Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So, church, thank you so much for joining with us. As you'll have noticed, my mornings and afternoons are all over the place. We're obviously now in an afternoon service because we are breaking bread together as a church in the morning. It allows us to do that with the restrictions and the, the size of the building that we've got. Um, but keep tuning in and keep praying for everybody and for the world um, at this difficult time. We just thank you for, again, for tuning in and being with us. God bless and we'll see you soon. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.